on the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everybody, and welcome one more time to another wonderful, informative, and very educational podcast here at Talking Catholic. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you used educational since we're going to be talking about schools for, for the next 54 minutes. The, uh, that's great because I can't always guarantee that our podcasts are actually educational, even though that's how I intended them to be, but no guarantees. Sometimes I just rant for 30 minutes and I don't know if that's necessarily educational. But, well, you know, that is what makes us uh, Talking Catholic. We, we are such a, uh, you know, different podcast. We have different content every week and it's kind of like, it's cool. You know, one day is kind of like a lighter topic. Another day is educational. Their time is, so, you know, that's why we're here to inform that's our That's true. That's true. Yeah, we've had we've had a nice little break. As a matter of fact, uh, next week's episode is going to be about the rosary. So I, uh, as as someone like myself who is, I, I will admit, um, I'm not great with the rosary. Uh, I learned a few new things on it, so I hope people will uh, will tune in next week as well. But this week we have an all star panel of school leaders. So you want to go around the table and Marinella introduce everybody? Sure. Uh, we want to welcome to our. Our superintendent of schools, Dr. William Watson. Uh, welcome, uh, Dr. Watson. How are you today? Thanks, Marinella. Uh, I'm doing great today. It's great to be here talking about schools again. Yeah, people <laughs> love to hear you in our diocese. Uh, it's very informative to have you here. So welcome one more time to another episode of Talking Catholic. Uh, and we also have with us uh, communication and marketing director, uh, Mary Beth Peabody. In our diocese, she actually is almost like a co-host of Talking Catholic. She comes very frequently. Right, Mike? Yes, yes. I, I almost, I pretty much won't have a school's one without her on it because, let's face it, uh, as I often tell people, the communications people are the people who are always in the know, right, Mary Beth? We know everything's well, going on. We, uh, we, we like to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you, Mary Beth. Welcome Thank back. Thank you for having me back. Uh, we also would like to welcome uh, Patty Paulson, who is the principal at Holy Angels School in uh, Woodbury. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be a part of Catholic school and education, and I, I love the children. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And to hear more of a high school perspective today, uh, we have with us uh, Joe Cray uh, from Wildwood Catholic Academy, uh, our newly formed academy. So we're happy to have you here with us, Joe. Welcome. Thank you, Marinella, and, and thank you, Mike. Uh, very happy to be here. And um, thank you for letting me join this, this panel today. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but uh, you asked Dr. Watson how he's doing um, it's Friday that we're, we're recording this right now, so I think we're all in a, uh, in a wonderfully uh, positive mood right now. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for uh, letting me join the team here. Oh, no. Thanks for joining us. And you're absolutely right. We are, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon. It's going to go up in just a couple of days. Uh, and it's a rarity because I've been trying to record these things ahead of time. So these will be practically in real time. So everything you're hearing today is, is the current state of schools in, uh, in South Jersey right now. Which, which actually is a perfect lead into to my question, Bill. Um, how, how are the state of Catholic schools in South Jersey right now as we reopen for five days a week uh, schooling? You know, I, I think the, the state of things is joyful. And um, the, I think students, we were seeing in students 
uh, a desire to be back and a happiness and a joy at being back to school that, um, you know, you normally see in the beginning of the year was they come back and they see their friends and that sort of thing. But, you know, they're back and that's, that's being sustained so far in the, um, in the schools, both in the elementary schools and the high schools. I mean, I've, I've heard from a number of high school principals just how um, uh, excited the kids are to be back. Uh, and that's really, um, I, and that's really excite, exciting to me as well. You know, in addition to being joyful, I would say, uh, although these are not two words that you would normally think of together, I would say the things are vigilant in the schools. So if there's a joyful vigilant or a vigilant joy, I'm not quite sure how that would. I, I would like that to be the only way we do that. Nice joyful vigilant. I love that. <laughs> let's, let's coin that. Uh, that's your new motto. Uh, uh, joyful v- vigilance. Yeah, joyful I like it. Um, because we see, you know, it's, it's you know, all, the, all the students, all of the teachers, everybody in the schools are wearing masks um, all day. And uh, they are also uh, usually behind a desk barrier, you know, which is a clear uh, barrier on, on their desk that uh, get, adds an additional layer of protection. Their desks are, are further apart. They're keeping apart when they're passing each other in the hallways, even on the playground. Um, and so this is the vigilant part of things. And, and you know, our principals prepared uh, long and hard for the, for the safety uh, preparations. Uh, brand new procedures for coming into school uh, for car lines because kids have to be uh, further uh, further apart from each other as they enter the school. Their temperatures have to be taken. And so there was a lot there operationally and logistically that could, um, you know, that was kind of up in the air until it actually happened. And I would say, you know, sure, there's there's troubleshooting and, and a few hiccups in the beginning, but all the principals have, have told me, you know, that's one of the, the brightest spots right now is, number one, how smooth the, um, the operational changes we've made are uh, to, to enhance and increase student safety and health, and um, how, how much the students and the teachers and the parents are uh, participating in those measures. So that's the, the joyful vigilance. And I think it's, I think people are vigilant and, and willing to sort of do the additional, uh, say, take the additional safety precautions that we put in place because they want to be in school. And they, uh, for those who are there, they, they want to be there. And they know that if we would like to continue to be here, this is what we have to do. We have to continue to take these steps so that we keep each other healthy. And, you know, it's, it's the truth of the matter is there is a, a realistic nature of, of what the schools are the new normal that the schools are existing in. And we know that, and then this is something you, you and all the principals have, have really planned for is when COVID does reach our doors. And uh, this, this past week in the, in the Catholic Star Herald, actually this weekend, this week, in the Catholic Star Herald, there's an article and, and in it you relate some of the stats related to um, how uh, COVID has come into our schools uh, and how the schools are dealing with them. Can you, can you kind of go through that a little bit? Sure. So, um, again, one of the, the biggest reasons why we are, you know, so vigilant about all of these new safety measures is so that if COVID is in the school, that we greatly reduce the likelihood that it's going to spread within the school. So we have had in uh, high schools and elementary schools combined uh, seven cases of COVID so far. And to just give you a sense of, um, so that's seven members of the school community. And 
we're talking here about the high schools, uh, our one K to 12 Academy, uh, Wildwood Catholic, and the uh, 21 elementary schools that are not in the, um, the Catholic partnership schools. Uh, that's about 8,000 people with staff and students combined. And in almost every, in, in every, every one of those cases, uh, through the contact tracing with the health departments, uh, their belief is that those are cases that were um, uh, contracted outside of school. Uh, that said, if you're in school and if you were in school before you knew you, you tested positive for COVID, um, then you could have had it while you were in school. And so we've taken the additional precaution of putting into quarantine uh, 79 other members of the school community. Now, that, again, that's spread across um, 25 different schools. So we have, um, you know, across those schools, that many uh, students and or teachers who have been uh, quarantined. And that's as the additional precaution, just in case the uh, individual who has COVID was, um, uh, was, was, uh, was contagious and able to spread it that just in case those people who are closest to that person or those people are, are now out of school and, learn, and in the case of students learning remotely. Um, and that's really, again, to just kind of underscore when we do have cases that are in the school, uh, wearing the mask is a huge uh, step towards mitigating the spread of, of, the, uh, of the virus. And we also mitigate it with washing hands and using hand sanitizer uh, very, very frequently and the, the sneeze guards and keeping apart from, you know, six feet. So all of these things are um, right now, it looks like they're, you know, they're going well so far. So we have not seen in those cases that have been quarantined where students have been quarantined because of uh, someone uh, in the in the school had COVID. We have not seen additional cases so far. Um, and that's very promising because that tells us that the, the precautions we're taking to reduce uh, and mitigate the spread of COVID are, are working in the school. So, you know, with that many people every day, you know, coming in and out of the building and being in class and learning and, you know, and so forth, um, that's, I think, um, you know, very promising for, for mm -hmm. it's, it's to their great credit. I think that they are being as vigilant about the, the procedures we have in place, but I, it's also, uh, I think very promising for the future. I would concur. I think that's a, a wonderful state of affairs that, cause that's always been my, you know, it wasn't, you know, something you talked about for a, the lead up to everything was making sure that we were not only prepared to be open, but prepared to stay open. And uh, I, I know that's something that each of the, the principals has worked pretty hard at. Um, Patty, as a matter of fact, you know, let's, let's have a little boots on the ground conversation about that. So how has it been at, uh, at Holy Angels in Woodbury for, for you, your staff, and the students? So basically, I know when we started preparing back in June, and I was amazed at all the meetings that we had and all the preparation. And at times, I actually thought, wow, we're really going overboard here. But now that I see and I see the results of it, Bill was right on target. And he, we are so prepared, and I'm so shocked at how resilient the kids are. They walk in with their masks. I don't think in the two weeks we've been here, I've had to tell one child to put a mask on. I may have had one come in without one and we hand it to them, but they, 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 the kids, it's just like part of their everyday routine now. They're, they're eating at their desk. They, they have their masks on other than when they're eating. Recesses, I, I mean, we were so prepared and I'm so amazed at the children and how they adapted. 
So I'm really happy. The procedures here are working like a, a fine oiled machine. What, what do you think is the like, reason why, um, you know, the kids have been so sort of like, okay with these things? Like, is it the teachers explaining to them the importance of keeping their mask on? Is it, you know, at home? The principal, what do you think is sort of like? I think, number one, um, a lot of the parents that I talked to in August, they started putting masks on the kids because they wanted to prepare them. I mean, even in kindergarten, the kids are, are wonderful with it. The parents prepared them. The teachers reinforced it. The kids were so happy to see each other. I think if you would have told them what, if they had to do different, they were so happy to be back in school. The mask is, I mean, and... And at Holy Angels, we allow them to wear rainbows and unicorns, and they're happy with the mask. <laughs> they're happy with their little mask, and it's part of their routine. Just like the shields on the desks, they don't even, they act like they're not even there. That's great. So they're doing a wonderful, the teachers, I can't say enough for the teachers. They totally reinforced it. And the kids have just, it's become like their routine. How about you, Joe? How about down in the, the beautiful shore community of, uh, of Wildwood? How are things going in your, uh, your K through 12? Well, our pre-K through 12, uh, it, it's going phenomenally. And, and Patty, I, and you could probably echo this, um, you know, all the, the meetings that, that uh, Bill, you know, started organizing back in April to prepare for this, you know, really got us to this point. Um, and personally, for, for, for me and for our school, you know, I received a, uh, you know, a boatload of help uh, from all the other high school principals uh, because at the time we were going through the, the time of, you know, merging our two schools together and, uh, you know, and opening up as a, as a pre-K to 12 academy. Um, so with that being said, there was a lot of focus on that. And then when the shift uh, of focus or, you know, when that focus had to shift to what we had to do to open our doors, um, you know, I really relied a lot on my colleagues, my uh, colleague principals. Um, I let them know during our meetings, you know, uh, you know, our, our focus just shifted to this and I'm going to need some additional help. And like they always do, they really stepped up and, uh, you know, and helped us out. So, yeah, the uh, I'm sure everybody can speak to this, but the uh, the weeks leading up to, you know, day one, opening day, um, I know we're on the radio, but if I had a head of hair, I would have lost it then anyway. Uh, I, I hadn't slept, you know, in, in two weeks. Um, you know, and then day one finally came, and, and we, we phased our students in uh, methodically to get used to the logistics and to the program. Uh, so, you know, bringing in small groups at a time by new students in the building, the pre-K and the grade nines, and then phasing them, you know, half, halfway through the alphabet. Um, so, and every day and every morning we were just prepared and then we were looking forward to the next day, uh, you know, and then to, to finally to that next day where we had the, the, the hundred percent of our population in and everything was going well, it was going as planned. And we were, we were saying, okay, well, what's going to happen when this day finally does come, you know, everyone's walking in and, and it went as planned. Um, That's great. You know, and, and it really was. It was a shift of, of what we've been teaching ourselves, even logistically in the last couple of years of, you know, so many points, but even take safety, for instance. Over the last couple of years, you know, safety has been a primary focus of all schools uh, nationwide. 
we uh, were fortunate enough to reduce the number of our school entrances down to two uh, over the last couple of years. And, you know, due to COVID, we had to reopen doors, uh, you know, this year and, 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 and really reprogram what mornings and afternoons look like so we can uh, socially distant, distance the, the students coming into our building. So that didn't just mean, you know, unlocking certain doors. It meant reassigning roles to, you know, our staff members, our teachers who have all stepped up. So, you know, it, it, was, a, it was really a shift um, and it had to happen very quickly and it took a lot of planning. Um, you know, and thanks to everyone on our, on our Catholic schools, uh, you know, team, we, we really, you know, stepped up to the plate and nailed it. Um, so yeah, the, the first, so now we're here at the, at the end of our, you know, third week, our second full week. And, you know, we, we couldn't be more, uh, we couldn't be happier with the progress we've made. And, um, you know, I think it was uh, Bill or Mike that you mentioned, it, it's kind of like a daily troubleshoot, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant uh, reassessment and reevaluation to look at how things are, you know, how things were done today and, and to, you know, just keep adjusting as needed until you get to that point where, you know, it's very close to perfect. Yeah. yeah it's, it, when it's impressed me and this, I, this comes as uh, being a parent of a, of a seventh grader in, in one of our schools is how quickly everything seemed to become normalized. The, the, the something you had mentioned a little earlier, Patty, is that you know the kids are more interested in the flamboyance of their masks than the fact that they have to wear wear a mask. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised at just how easily my my son fell into that. And it's it's kind of it's I'm delighted. Um, I'm curious, you know, in in this in your schools in particular, have you seen that sort of like. You know, we all had a bit of anxiety at the very beginning. Have you seen everybody sort of fall into, and I don't mean to make this sound like you know, anyone's being lax, but I mean that the people have kind of gotten very comfortable with the new normal. I honestly, um, I just came out of lunch duty with first grade, and it, it's a joy to see the children laughing and, and talking to each other what's going on in the weekend. And another situation, I just had an eighth grade boy that I had to discipline. And to me, that's so normal. And I was so happy <laughs> he came into the office and we were talking and I'm like, wow, this is school is back. Yeah. And, and I was happy to just have a conversation with him and ask him to get it together a little bit because this was his warning. <laughs> but it, it's normal school, which is wonderful. That. Um, now that you mentioned the, the discipline aspect, I would like Mary Beth to touch uh, a little bit on that. Like she's, she's been working very closely with the schools and, um, you know, one of the things that has come up as a positive uh, thing that uh, is happening due to COVID is discipline. Can you talk a little bit about that, Mary Beth? Yeah, sure. I was um, actually at Our Lady of Hope this morning uh, talking to the principal there, Liz Martino, and talking to a mom who's helping out with the car drop off and this was saying yeah she said like we don't have any discipline problems it's it's kind of wild she said i think she said first of all they're all so happy to be back that they just they just want to be here and um so that that was part of it and then she said you know they've they've made some changes like there are fewer people in the hallway so they're not punching each other or banging into each other as they go down the hall and there are there are fewer kids at recess because they, they take them out in smaller groups. And she said, you know, it's been great because 
they're really playing out there. It used to be the older kids would just sort of hang out, but now they're playing soccer. And because there are fewer, it's no more boys playing over here, girls playing there. They're getting together and playing co-ed soccer. You know, she said it's just, it's a very different dynamic and it's, lots of it is very positive, but she was kind of joking about lack of discipline, brought like nothing. <laughs> So Pat, you might be jealous that you had one, you know. <laughs> I was, uh, who I was that? <laughs> I can I, I can assure that. you, yeah, there are there. It's a regular school year in those ways, you know. The things that come up are coming up, and um, it, you know, I can I can assure you too, just as a as a parent and Mike, like you, you know, mm. my kids are, you know coming home from school with homework and talking about their school day and the things that happened. And this friend said this and they did that. And, and they're, you know, I think that the way that you know, Patty and, and Joe have described and Mike, you mentioned, I think sort of a, it's been normalized in the school buildings that, you know, these are the things that we have to do this year in order to, uh, to be here as a community, which is, uh, which everybody wants to be. Um, and, and I, you know, I, th I think one of the other things that, you know, we haven't mentioned yet um, is that the, we have, we do have students who are not in the classrooms, right? So we have uh, students whose families uh, chose for them to continue as remote learners. And that's, um, you know, by, by their choice, either they had uh, concerns about, you know, uh, health situations of the student or someone in the family, or uh, they just weren't ready yet uh, for that to, to be in the, in the space. Um, and they are, you know, I have to really hand it to the teachers because the teachers have done an outstanding job of welcoming those students into the community uh, as much as they can. So they're, they're live in the classroom in, in with Zoom or uh, Google Meet or, you know, any other, some other technologies. And uh, the teachers are, are advancing and, and ramping up their use of uh, learning management systems. Many people are, are uh, familiar with uh, Google Classroom. Uh, there are others that are in place in the schools. Uh, where they're uh, kind of digital assignments and collection of assignments. And so that is, you know, for those students who are learning at home, we're really trying to maximize that sense of being a part of the community as well. And I have to give, you know, that, I have to say, um, and Patty and Joe see this, you know, every day, how that is an incredible uh, effort on the part of the teachers. So, just to do that, to balance at the same time, the students who are in the classroom and those who are on the screen, so to speak, uh, and to get up and running with that in, you know, three short weeks uh, is uh, just a phenomenal testament to the, to the passion of the teachers to do right by their students. And, um, you know, like anything else, I, I think, uh, as I've observed and talked with a few principals, it gets smoother every day. There are still challenges. It's still tiring. Um, and and it's, again, it's to the great credit of the teachers that they are they are doing that day by day, step by step. And, and it's getting uh, smoother each day for the kids who are in school, the kids who are on remote learning, and, and the teachers who are really the uh, centerpiece of bringing those groups together. You know, Joe, that, Joe and Patty, that, that's an interesting question because when I first heard that the schools were going to go uh, full time, but if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to do remote learning for, for your child, you, that was going to be available and you were going to be able to do it simultaneously. My first question was, how are the teachers going to do that? 
So I, I asked Joe, how are your teachers doing that? <laughs> good question, Mike. Uh, and, and in person simultaneously. <laughs> I can answer that in two words, very carefully. Um, but yeah, so there is a lot of thought, obviously, be, behind that, um, be behind the question and the work that went in, into it. Um, currently, with, with our school, our, our numbers uh, from pre-K to, to grade 12 are, are about 11% uh, virtual. Uh, we're seeing more of the the number of students that are virtual at the at the lower levels. Um, yeah, and then we we had all those names and we had uh, all that information prepared prior to. So, uh, you know, the big question is, yep, how does it get done? How does it look like? What does it look like in the classroom? Um, and you know, are we having success with it? So, going back to uh, the first part is, you know, you, you need. Uh, you need to have, or you need to, your building uh, and structure and hardware, you know, really needs to be prepared and up to speed to, to handle, you know, work like this. Um, so in the, in the summer, uh, you know, preparing for this, we were going through a network upgrade in our building. Um, and we were able to do this with the help of the CARES Act funding, you know, which is able to increase all the access points in our building and, um, you know, increase the speed of internet in our building. That was, so there's a couple different phases uh, that we had to go through, which we are still currently working on, uh, you know, until, you know, today. Um, so the, the other piece of that is, you know, once you have all that in place, then it's the, the teachers who are doing the, um, you know, really carrying the weight in educating, let's say 20 students in their classroom in front of them and six at home you know, and, and trying to keep that balance of, um, you know, having that face-to-face -face interaction all day long, you know, with the exception of maybe when they go outside for a recess or, or, or what have you. So it, it's been it's been going really well in the first couple of weeks. The first four days, I'm going to be honest with you, there is a, a lot of, you know, glitches in the system uh, that I'm sure you'll hear uh, nationally. Um, and uh, like you mentioned a minute ago, it, it just seems to get better and better, you know, every day. Um, one really important piece is just the communication, you know, in between the, the teachers and families at home, um, whether it's before, or during, or after the school day, um, you know, how, how, do things, how do things go for your student at home? You know, what, where were the, uh, some areas of improvement uh, that we should recognize and, you know, and then just making those little tweaks or adjustments. Uh, it, it's, it's really neat, honestly, L looking into a classroom and, and there's four uh, students faces up on the screen and, and the rest of the kids are in the classroom. Um, yeah. And there's interaction, live interaction happening there. So it, it's incredibly new. Um, it happened so quickly. Uh, but, you know, it was just the, the preparation of uh, you know this this whole summer long and taking what we learned from March to June, you know, uh, and taking that that time frame into mind and seeing you know making the, making the adjustments from that time frame and saying you know what what could we do better now now that we have a couple months to prepare yeah. for a situation like this. No, well, that's great. And Patty, what about you? How how are your so teachers? Basically, um, my teachers are doing a phenomenal job. But I had a wonderful example this morning. I usually walk around and say good morning to each of the classes. It's a nice little small school. And I walked into third grade and Stacy Cologne had her kids on this. I think there were four of them that are remote. 
and they were in uniform, which I was so impressed. A couple of them were sitting at a desk and we do the flag salute and the prayers together virtually, but she also did it in her classroom and a child at home was holding the flag today. And all the kids stood up and we saluted the flag as he, so he was such Aww. a part of, and then someone else at home led the prayers. And I was just so impressed that they were all saying the prayers and the flag salute together. And, and the kids at home had the same experience as the kids. And I have to say that this is not an easy task that our teachers are doing, but they are doing a phenomenal job. And the children at home are being made a part of the classroom. Yesterday, Father Brierly came over and he was saying hi to the remote kids at home on the computer. <laughs> so it, 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 we're doing the best we can. We worked really hard to prepare and the, the teachers are doing a phenomenal job. Is, is there any uh, part of you as Catholic school leaders um, that's really, really excited about seeing what, you know, Catholic school leaders and teachers are able to do during this such a difficult situation in time? Like, you know, you would not, have never probably expected this in your careers and now your history, you're making history. I am so proud of my school and my teachers and the phone calls that I get from parents And lately I've gotten calls from parents that want to enroll their children in the schools because their children are at home. And I've had parents in tears because what is happening with children today is very difficult. And putting them in school and teaching them is, is such a good thing for the kids. That's where kids belong. They need to yeah. learn in school. And that's in my heart. And I feel that the Catholic schools are doing a tremendous job with it. Yeah. I, I definitely noticed the change in my own son. Uh, the last, the, the three months of remote learning where, where everybody was out of the school, you know, that, that there was some difficulty with them, particularly since there wasn't the same kind of virtual teaching that's going on now um, in the classroom. And I really do think that the way you, you guys have worked this out have really has, is, is in a way that's been very effective for the stay-at-home uh, or the remote learning student. Um, we toured a couple of schools, uh, uh, Bill, myself, and Bishop Sullivan, and uh, much like Father Byerly did when he, he visited, uh, when Bishop Sullivan was visiting a couple of schools, he made a point to always say hello to the kids that were at home and make sure that they felt like they were incorporated. And the thing that surprised me was just, I got to say, you know, you said, uh, I think J Joe might have said this, that, uh, you know, that the teachers are trying to learn how to be both in person and and work with their with their remote learning students but i was impressed by how apparently effortlessly that the teachers have actually come to that as a matter of fact i even saw one of the teachers um reprimand one of the virtual <laughs> students and i was like wow you can even reprimand virtually <laughs> this is wonderful i love it so going back that's to real school the, the normalcy of it it's, it's so wonderful you know i i wanted to bring um mary beth back into the conversation because she's certainly been, she's been doing reporting on the schools across South Jersey since all of this happened with a lot of reporting. If you, if you want to read any of her stuff, it's all in the Catholic Star Herald and it's excellent. Um, so I'm kind of curious, Mary Beth, as someone who has sort of been to a lot of these schools and heard about a lot of what's going on, you know, uh, are, are there other examples that you've come across that uh, our listeners might want to know something about that's going on? Um, well, there is a, there's a, pretty big range in how many remote learners are in different schools. So most of them are in the smaller percentages, but we have a couple schools that have quite a large percentage of remote learners. 
um, it just, you know, that's what's working in their community. So that seems to be different. Um, the, uh, I've heard a lot of uh, great comments about parent volunteers, parent cooperation, parent support, parent appreciation, um, you know, just couldn't do this without our parents. Like uh, when I was at Our Lady of Hope this morning, they have a core team of parents who are out in the parking lot every morning doing drop-off. Wow. They've got, you know, a few staff people out there and then parents, and they're hoping to increase that group so that they can get more parents doing that. But, you know, they've got one parent does the temperature check and then you pull up and the next parent is there while you get out of your car. And um, I... Uh, spoke to another school today that was telling me about when they got their sneeze guards in, they were really down to the wire waiting for them to come in. And so they got sort of a big group of people to come in and assemble them. And she said it was almost all new parents who they didn't mm. even really know. And they were the ones who came and helped assemble the sneeze guards. And she said it was just fabulous because they got to know these parents and the parents were now so happy to be there. So, um, one of the things I've, I heard somewhere along the line is that some of the parents who are known to maybe be more vocal about things in the past are not. They've just been really <laughs> um, You're just happy to have the kids there. Yeah, they are. That's what somebody said to me. The parents are just so happy to have their kids back in school. And, and I also the ones who made that choice, the ones who are happy are happy and it's, and it's working. Um, I also got to talk to a couple of students today and they told me that um, they, they both said to me, I did not even mention the word mask. One was a sixth grader, one was a seventh grader. And they both said to me, um, cause I guess I asked them, you know, kind of what, what you were expecting versus reality. And they both said, oh, you know, we thought the mask would be terrible. I don't even know I have it on anymore. Um, I thought I wouldn't be able to understand my teacher. I haven't missed a word. And, and like I said, I didn't even bring up the M word, <laughs> but that's, they, they both offered that without asking. And then a mother that I was talking to said, yeah, the, my biggest concern was the mask and like my kids are so over it, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not issue. it is not their issue. They are completely unfazed by it. So, um, yeah, my, I have a kindergartner and, uh, resurrection and she, uh, forgets to take her mask off like uh, she's home and she comes and it's, and it's like why do you have your mask on she's like you know mom I'm protecting myself <laughs> Good for protecting her. myself from you mom yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you've been all day mom but I'm gonna protect myself <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a lector in my parish and you know when you go to the altar you have to take your mask off and she's like, Mom, why are you taking your mask off? Don't remember to put it on, like, you know. And it, it, it's just uh, so incredible. Like, you know, we think about kids and we worried about the things uh, they would do and how they would react. And, you know, they can surprise us just like they're, they're doing with the mask. So we're, we're grateful for that. Yeah. I'll agree, Mary Beth. It, it was, uh, yeah, really on, on the high uh, not priority, but it was on the top of our list, you know, in the beginning of August when the governor changed or, or implemented, you know, that the, the rule of uh, being inside of a building, a school building, you know, folks need to have their mask on all day because uh, we had it written into our plans. Uh, Patty, you probably did as well. At some point during the day, the little ones, you know, being behind a sneeze guard 
were able to take that off and we did as well. Uh, and then we had to change that in our plan. And, you know, our, our concern obviously was, was just going to be, you know, what is going, what's the feedback going to be from families? What's the pushback going to be, um, you know, and we just communicated that early in August when, when that, when that shift, you know, or when that change happened, um, really just to kind of let families know, all right, now we got to start preparing or maybe training uh, your child to put on a mask more often. Um, and, and then when, when school started, it, it was, it was almost a, a non-issue across the board. It, it was, uh, Marinelli, like you said, kind of surprising uh, from everyone, from, from the smallest to, to the, to the uh, seniors in high school. It was like, that wasn't an issue. The issue was, okay, we have to walk down the set of stairs uh, in this direction instead of the other direction. Like, yeah, they, they had to get you to that more than, you know, than actually wearing a mask. So, and Bill, you mentioned participation. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, huge cogs in a wheel of participation are, are the teachers and the students, but the parents, you know, if we didn't have their participation, if we didn't have them helping us at every level, um, you know, even in, even in communication, bag. so you mentioned you had to talk to a student today. I'm sure at some point, if you had to talk to him or her again, or maybe even today, you'd communicate with the parent um, and then you get that support, you know, you get that participation, um, which uh, down here uh, at Wild Catholic Academy, the participation has been phenomenal. Uh, we just had so many people reaching out to us, especially at the end of the summer. Um, like you said, you know, just helping us, you know, just putting it out there. What do you guys need? What, what do you need us to do? Um, you know, we're going to come together and make this happen and, and we're going to open our schools success, you know, successfully. And I find that the parents are happy. And we have over 40 new families. So we're trying to integrate those families into our family to become one. And when the children are dismissed at the end of the day, we dismiss them slowly so that they're socially distanced and the parents are all waiting on the greens by the Blessed Mother. And I, it just fills my heart when they walk out and all the parents are so happy that the kids are, are coming out of school happy and they still have their masks on and they run <laughs> in their parents' arms. And it's, it's really, I'm going to video it one day. It's a beautiful sight. I'm so happy that we're all here in school. You know, Mary Beth and, and myself in particular, we, we follow all of the, or as many as we can anyway, but probably close to all of the um, schools in the diocese on social media. And that's the thing that's been really kind of hit home with me is just, you know, going back to that, what we, how we started this thing with all the with talk of uh, joyfulness, is that people are just genuinely enjoying themselves. And, and, and the added wrinkle this year that I've seen a lot of schools doing is uh, outdoor learning. So like they'll have, because I, I remember growing up as a small child of the 70s and early 80s. Uh, I, I mean, we all would beg our student, our teachers, can we have class outside on that first spring day? And they always said no. And now we're kind of encouraging it. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. This is outstanding. It's, all, it's yeah, lovely. So excited for them. It really is. And Mike, you know, we are down here at the beach. So everyone has a beach oh. towel. And actually, uh, <laughs> for, a lot of our, for a lot of our younger students, that was one of their school supplies this year, to bring a beach towel. Uh, mm -hmm. I should have took a video of it uh, today. You know, students outside on our lawn area, you know, further than six feet apart with their beach towel spread out and eating their lunch, you know, in the, in the fresh air. It was All just right, now I'm, really now neat, I'm just really jumping. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you heard about the hula hoops 
bus breaks, you know, like that's, that's right. all you know, happening no, in our schools. It's so much fun. Like that's all my daughter talks about. Like, yeah, I needed a break. We have a new music teacher, Jen Dries, and she is phenomenal. The kids have yoga mats. I looked out the other day, they were under a tree on their yoga mats. She's playing the guitar and they're all singing. Unbelievable. Oh. See, that's, that. you know, they always say that, you know, in these, during tragedy, these wonderful things can, can happen. And it's, I'm very pleased to see that that's the, uh, that's the case this year. Sure. Now, Joe, you had sort of an additional hurdle to jump over this year. Because in April, uh, this is, you know, it was public knowledge. It was announced that the, uh, the Wildwood Catholic High School and its, ele its uh, adjacent elementary school, Cape Trinity, uh, were going to be closing this year. Um, and the good people of uh, Wildwood and yourself included and, and the, the communities of those two schools really rallied around the schools. And in the summertime or just, just before summer, I guess, it was announced that, um, that those two schools will be closing, but they'd be reopening as a K through 12 named uh, Wildwood Catholic Academy. So I'm curious, Joe, how is that process going for you? Yes. So uh, that was definitely a process, uh, Mike, and we've been working <laughs> on it over the last year and a half of bringing our two schools together. And, you know, during that time frame, um, you know, from April to June, it was actually June 4th, the morning right after our seniors graduated, uh, you know, that we got the news. Uh, that we were reopening and we couldn't have been, um, you know, happier. Uh, the, the community exploded with, with excitement. Um, yeah, so that, that time frame from April on, it just, um, you know, you saw the strength in the Catholic community down here. And, and that community, you know, extends further than just Wildwood and the surrounding area of Cape May County. You know, we have alumni everywhere. We have uh, folks that come down the shore and visit our parish of Notre Dame de la Mer and, you know, and support Catholic education. So we really did have a lot of backing um, and throughout the process, uh, you know, the Office of Catholic Schools and Bishop Sullivan, you know, really uh, supported our, our mission. So, so when I mentioned previous, uh, you know, a little earlier in the recording here that I, I really relied on uh, the help of Bill and, and the other high school principals because, you know, we were, we, we had to shift gears from, from saving the school. Uh, you know, at, at that time when other schools were focusing on COVID, you know, late April and early and throughout the month of May. And then once we got the announcement, yep, we're good to go and we're, we're good to open the doors. Uh, then we had to shift gears to, to start thinking about and primarily focus on COVID and, you know, what we're going to do. So I, I, can't, I cannot thank uh, my, my colleague principals enough and, and Bill Watson, um, you know, to help us get through that process. So Mike, to, uh, long story short, it's been an incredible process. Um, you know, you needed a lot of energy to, to get through these last six months. Everyone did. Yeah. And uh, everyone in our community, uh, you know, uh, really stepped up. We, we're, we're just so happy. We, we couldn't be happier right now. And, uh, you know, with that announcement of us opening, we knew um, that a lot of work also needed to begin that day. You know, it's a continual process, um, but we're, we're so excited to be here uh, as the first pre-K through 12 academy. Um, it, it's just so exciting. It, there's, a, there's a fresh energy down here. Uh, Patty, you mentioned you, you have many new families, as, as do we, as uh, you know, a, a lot of folks have moved from Philadelphia and surrounding areas 
and even uh, areas in New Jersey and New York, you know, to their either either their second home uh, down at the shore, or they just you know got up and, and moved uh, down here. And you know, their livelihoods have changed. They they have changed from being wherever they are to being online, and they uh, you know found a new home in Cape May County, and we are here with our doors open. Uh, to accept them, their children, their friends, <laughs> anyone you can think of. Well, you know, it, it, that was, I used to work in the Wildwood area. I, was, I started out my career as a reporter in the Wildwood area. And so, uh, you know, I will tell you, my, my heart was broken a little bit when um, I was the one forced to make that announcement in, in mid-April. Um, but it made me even happier when I could start supporting you guys as the new Wildwood Catholic Academy. And you, and honestly, the community of Wildwood and the outly, outlying areas, as well as your alumni, deserve a ton of credit, uh, including yourself, by the way. I don't mean to suggest otherwise, but but I, I was really impressed by the way that the community came together and, and in such a positive way. Um, you know, sometimes things like that can can generate a lot of negative feelings. But um, the people of Wildwood, the, the alumni, the students, I read some of their letters. It was, it was beautiful. It was genuinely a beautiful situation. So I couldn't be happier for you, for, for the students, for the alumni, and for the community that uh, Catholic education is going to remain in, in Wildwood for, for years and years to come. That's, yeah, thank that's you, wonderful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Patty, and I used to live in Woodbury, Patty, where your school is located, and you guys moved uh, semi-recently up the road into the, but into the, into the school in Woodbury, and I love that uh, it used to be uh, St. Patrick's Elementary School, and that is, I, I love the fact that there are now school children back in that school, because that is, that's a great facility that I used to play softball at all the time when, in my younger days when I could still run, and uh, that's, a, that's a great area, and your, your new pastor is a, is a friend of mine, he actually officiated the wedding at my, uh, of my wife and I. And uh, Father Joseph Byerly, he's a he's a he's a treat. You'll you'll truly enjoy him. He's tremendous. And also, yeah. as a child, I went to St. Bridget's, and we ah, played yeah. basketball against St. Pat. But That's we right. were rivals. So I'm ha I'm happy. With you. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, Pat. That's wonderful. Um, you know, Mary Beth. Um, there are, there are, you know, we talk about some of the good news that's come out uh, at these two schools. Um, unrelated to COVID, um, I have to imagine there's been some good things going on in our schools around the diocese as well. Anything particularly notable that you'd like to tell the listeners about? Um, well, this was a really quiet week. I think everybody is really just getting back into being in school. I mean, anybody I've talked to said they're really back in academically, homework, kind of... Um, you know, I like, don't know if I'd agree with you. I, that St. Teresa story is, uh, is a as great usual. Story. No, I, I was going to get, I was going oh, okay. to get there, but that was more of the, that kind of tied, that story tied back into the community and family. And mm. I did have the great pleasure this week of going to St. Teresa in Runnymede with Dave Hernandez, who is a photo journalist with the Star Herald. Dave's also a former firefighter and has lots of friends in that world. So he got a fire truck and climbed up and got to take a picture of this incredible mural that St. Teresa has in their parking lot. And it's actually part of a community project, um, Reimagine Runnymede, and a local artist designed this mural for them. But it is literally the world with the continents and the oceans and nine foot people all around it. And um, they brought every student out, every teacher, principal, everybody who works there all got out and were more than their needed six feet apart distance 
standing on top of the world. And we have had, um, last time I checked, we had 8,700 reaches on our Facebook page with that photo. Something like shares. I mean, we just don't get, you know, it is going certainly beyond just the Catholic schools community. It's a beautiful photograph. And something that was really neat about that was they had, they spent the summer painting it and people would just come and go painting it family. So it really gave people something to do during this summer that was safe and outside. And they did a fabulous job, but they would post pictures kind of all summer long of, you know, you people here and there just, Maybe a family would be coming up and painting a red child or an orange child. Um, so it was a really Beautiful. neat project. And Did you get to go on the truck? Excuse me? Did you get to go on the truck, Mary Beth? I did not climb the truck. <laughs> I, didn't have the right, I didn't have the right shoes for it. <laughs> I'm sure I would have, but yeah. It was about the shoes, Mary Nell. Oh, of course, of course. Gotcha. So, no, that's, um, that's a great photo and definitely check out South beautiful. Jersey. Uh, South Jersey Catholic Schools Facebook page to see that there. And you can also see it on the front cover of the Catholic Star Herald this weekend on the newspaper. Um, it is a, it is an absolute treat. And I will admit that uh, as a photojournalist myself, I'm quite jealous of when other photojournalists get to do cool stuff. So um, I'm going to kneecap. Sorry, I'm going to kneecap Dave the next time that happens. So I can, I get the job. So I don't know what I was thinking. The uh, so uh, Bill, sort of as we're we're starting to wrap up here in in the last five minutes of our our podcast, you know, kind of looking ahead at um, at the rest of the school year. I know uh, I know we're going to be focused on you know staying safe and staying healthy. Um, but uh, are you anticipating uh, continued returns to normalcy as the school year progresses? Um, sure, as, as much as we can. You know, one thing that comes to mind is uh, next week is a celebration of the Blue Mass, um, which is going to be done uh, virtually. And uh, we will have student participation and in the Blue Mass as, uh, as usual. So uh, they will, we have students from every one of our schools who will be attending Mass uh, virtually. And they will, uh, they won't be there uh, in person, but the um, the organizers of the mass promised to have the, the same pomp and circumstance uh, as, as usual and obviously uh, in, uh, in honor of the, uh, uh, the police uh, forces and those who, who serve and protect us in those capacities. Uh, and so it's great to be able to do that and then also to be able to reach out. I mean, we, we also, uh, schools, uh, some of the younger kids are writing cards and, and letters and things to their uh, local police and fire uh, and emergency services. And, that, and those make a big difference. We've heard back from them uh, that they, they make a huge difference. It's another great connection uh, that the schools have to their communities. So um, yeah, we're going to keep trying to do uh, those things, keep those traditions in place and uh, keep taking things, you know, sort of on the one hand, taking things one day at a time, appreciating every, every day as a gift. And on the other hand, uh, looking forward to um, continuing to grow our communities the way we always have. That's wonderful. And thank you for the, uh, the promotion of the Blue Mass. Uh, I will be the one, myself and John Kalos will be live streaming that. So uh, by all means, uh, it's not just for school kids, if you're listening. And uh, uh, by all means, go on the um, Diocesan uh, YouTube page, our Facebook page, our Twitter account on uh, the 29th, on Tuesday the 29th. I believe it's at uh, 1030 in the morning. And uh, you can uh, check out that mass. It's one of the, it's one of, A, it's one of the nicest masses of the year. It's one of the, um, it's one of the most beautiful masses in the year just to see 
all the different first responders there in, in full uniform. And, uh, and there's a moment in the mass that I, I encourage people to take part in um, is when they, um, um, they read the names of the honored dead. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, it's, it's a very moving and touching moment. And uh, I hope people will, uh, will avail themselves of it. So make sure you check that out. So as we wrap up, uh, any final thoughts, Patty and uh, Joe, any, any last comments? I'd just like to thank everyone for all their support. And I cannot say enough, if Dr. Watson did not help us prepare, none of this would be happening. He's amazing. He is amazing. You're right. I, I cool. second that, Patty. <laughs> I second that. And, uh, I do want to say to everyone listening, um, you know, our students are, are praying for you. We're, we're keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. Um, please continue to pray for us and support us in our mission uh, in Catholic education. And for all those listening who have students that are, you know, and family or family members, friends, sons and daughters that you're still thinking of, you know, what is the best option for my child? You know, consider your local Catholic school. We are open. We're here five days a week. Um, it, it's wonderful meeting new families. So, um, you know, keep us in mind for an option. Thank you. Yeah. And let's face it, one of the reasons why I think Catholic schools are going to be able to do a better job, not, I shouldn't say a better job, one of the reasons Catholic schools are going to be able to do such an effective job at being able to reopen is because Catholic schools have a sense of discipline in them. Uh, right, Mr. Right, Dr. Watson? And that's one of the things we rely on is, you know, that attention to detail. Yes, uh, sort of a sense of discipline, attention to uh, detail. And I also, um, we have a, a commitment a commitment to values and a commitment to each other. And so that is um, people choose to be in, in Catholic schools. Families choose Catholic schools for their, for their children. And uh, they do. Um, I think that brings a, a level of commitment to school and to the community and to each other that is uh, unique. And so that, that combination of a, of a, of shared values and, and choice of a community um uh, give give rise to the kind of discipline that uh, that makes it necessary for us to continue to be uh, back in school every day. Thank you so much to Mary Beth Peabody, Dr. Bill Watson, Joe Cray, and Patty Polson for being here with us today. It, we know you're busy people, and we really uh, appreciate your time at Talking Catholic. It was really nice to be with you today, Mike, too. Good to see you, and yeah, don't forget, go to SouthJerseyCatholicSchools.org to learn more. Have a good week, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care.